Zamora is in the house, and you know what that means, people. All over the place is in business. And that is B-I-N-E-S-S. Boom! And that, that's a shout-out to the great Bill McNeil character on News Radio, Phil Hartman. We miss you. So damn. Rocket fuel, malt liquor, damn. So, all over the place. We are back on the do we call these airways we have a we have a producer in the house with us by the or a yeah. pr- possible producer in the making here so producer what do we what do we call that are we back on the air are we back on the virtual airways what what, what is this we're live there we're just calling we're live and streaming there it is yes. so uh and marty do you have your whiskey with you uh i have a a neat glass i have a neat oh. glass of jameson and oh. a bush no, latte. Wow, oh, you, 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 you got yes, yes. For tax purposes tonight, Jim Culver is calling it water. So, uh, I I have a, a glass of uh, brown sugar bourbon, which is on the rocks, but quickly becoming neater by the second here. So, when what was that? What was that beep in action? Uh, so. We've got a lot to talk about tonight in a little bit of time because, folks, we are trying to streamline it. We want more listeners. We want to, you know, as not everyone has the bandwidth to be listening to a 60-minute show. Some days we may go 60 minutes. Some days we may go 30. So we're, we're just playing it by ear. But a lot's happened since we last spoke here on All Over the Place. So uh, let, let's just kick it off with and, and get as much out of the way with this as we can because I, I don't want to repeat as nauseum all this postal midterm crap but just one for me it's just like one one big sigh what 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 do you what do you i mean you you guys are both as we discussed on on the last last uh, episode you guys are in deep blue states so i mean is this just more whatever for you guys as as the nation did not go the direction we thought it would although just a quick caveat it's still a lot of good happened just not as good as we thought was going to happen so what, what, Damn, what's it like? Dirty hippies. Nah, dirty hippies. It's all blaming the hippies for everything. No problem with that. Yeah, I mean, we're you know living up in Washington State. I mean, this is just another pile of electoral fecal fecal matter piled on top of the uh, existing pile. So nothing new over here. Uh, I'll give our I'll give I'll give the uh, local Republicans credit. They definitely definitely gave uh, the Dems a run for their money, the likes of which we haven't seen in a while. Uh, required them to actually spend money on ads and things like that. Uh, so I think they made some headway. Uh, definitely there's a, a lot of outrage about certain topics, like what's being taught in schools. Mm-hmm. I don't think that has to be too specific. Um, and certainly some, some outrage about the crime that's gone up uh, ever since they, they oh so wisely defunded police here. And uh, things like that, that that do kind of cut across political lines. I think there's some outrage about that, but uh, unfortunately, GOP wasn't able to capitalize on that and get any real big wins out of that. Um, but definitely steps in the right direction compared to previous uh, elections. So, you know, we'll see what happens going forward. Well, that, that, that's what I was wondering. Do you see any kind of snowball effect two years from now when we are going to be in a regular a main election year with the every four-year cycle um i mean martin can speak to his own area for me i would say probably not this was probably the high watermark of what we're going to get for a while because uh like i say they're they're republicans really weren't able to capitalize on anything and i think 
I think it, the outrage over these kinds of things run their course. Um, I think it looks like we're going to at least win back the House, which means that Biden's going to be kind of neutralized in, in lame duck territory, which means he's not going to be able to do anything that's going to overly piss people off for the next couple of years. Uh, so I think things are going to kind of die down as far as the outrage goes, and and we're just going to kind of get into like a you know, like a mush for a while of just not accomplishing anything. Um, so, no, I think things are going to settle here and probably go back to where they were a couple of years ago. Mar- Marty, uh, you, you being in that uh, lovely California state, with, which I was just reminded recently listening to uh, one of uh, to, uh, Ziegler and Habib, uh, Liz Habib's podcast uh, over there on the death of journalism, uh, uh, that uh, King Newsom has to, uh, the state of emergency is going to be carry, uh, going on until February or March, I believe. So. But you're 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 in a, a, a you're in a red area of a, a blue state. So what what what's it like there now? Well, it's um it's pink, uh, to be fair. It's yeah. uh it's purple, whatever. Uh, it's not uh it's not real red. But uh, I do not. You're right. I do not reside along the blue coast, where you know people squish together and get smelly and for some reason, pay lots and lots of money. But hey, I guess the weather is one factor and it's really good. But there's no, uh, I, you know, I, I knew what I was getting myself into. This this state will remain very, very blue. And uh, as long as I stay living, you know, 10 to 15 miles from the coast, I'll be all right. <laughs> uh, although I, I, I do hear uh, rumblings of um, some of the more uh, water hippies, the surfers, uh, rumbling about the the uh, the water seems fine, but yet our economy is crashing. <laughs> yeah. what, what did we do crying about the dirty water all this time? Now we don't. Now we don't even have a house to live in. So yeah. they're, they're being driven out, and uh, you know, you get what you ask for. And and here we are, so there's there's little hope is what I'm saying. Uh, California will will remain blue, and uh, you know my vote means bupkis. <laughs> well, are, are there, yeah, I, I, I I recall from my 21 years in Southern California and just California in general, of course. But uh, uh, is there any in the wake of the extreme blueness, bluidity? That's my word for the day, bluidity. Uh, bluidity, like bluidity. It. Well, because like in going to Blue Idiots. Oh, wait, I like this. Blue Idiots. Ooh. Hey. Marty, run, you're there, man. Call them Blue Idiots. Anyway, if, if you want. If you if you like it as much as my getting drunker by the second ass does. Uh, oh, by, by the way, I, I, I hit for the first time, I think ever, I don't even think we did this when Dave, Dave uh, Cole was on the show, I hit explicit content may happen in this show because I with the whiskey – there may be some stuff going down. Uh, yeah. but, uh, well, let me just say this. So feel free. Drop an F-bomb if you want to. We're okay with it tonight. Uh, All right. You I'm, ready? So is the secession talk happening Big balls, again? Big <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey Mar- Marty, Marty, we, 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 you didn't have to go nuts with it. I mean, come on. Well, I mean, got to celebrate it. <laughs> Like You're a Johnny Cash concert, he says, "Oh, we're recording live, so you can't say hell or shit or anything like that." <laughs> oh shit! I fucked Fuck, that up. Piss, cock, balls. Whoa, Frank, you didn't have to go all, all overboard with it. Uh, sorry. 
Yeah, oh, that was a great any, scene. Earmuffs. Any, oppor- any, any opportunity for old school, I'm going to go for it. Uh, but the secession talk, like breaking California into five pieces, it ain't, please tell me there's some talk that will just go swept under the rug anyway. <laughs> I don't. I, I've. This sounds terrible, but uh, I've sort of buried my head in the sand because it all seems to be rhetoric. It all seems yeah. to be. I I don't know. I'm getting very cynical in my old age. I'm starting to feel like uh, all those years I said, you know, that they campaigned for a year and then they let us vote and then they pretend to count the votes and tell us who won. I, it's becoming more and more realistic. But hey, but, enough, of, Marty. Enough about Maricopa County here in Arizona. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Oh, I, I well, love it. Somebody, you know, somebody said today that uh, Katie Hobbs is just uh, AOC 2.0. Uh, Great, she's my senator now. Is, oh, she's my, no, she's my is, governor now. Oh my god! Yes, it is spectacular, epic fail. And they can say what they want about Lake, but she was pragmatic. Exactly. Uh, well, whatever. <laughs> I think pragmatism goes a long way with it. The way uh, cinema did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Since I mean, I hate to admit this, but I've actually kind of grown to like Kirsten Cinema. She's at least willing to talk with the other side. She's not. A, a, well, she'll. She's an anomaly for sure. But you know, and uh, I'm not sure how much uh, they're going to bully her into potentially going the route of a, uh, of a, a Joe Lieberman, but maybe she will. I don't know. And, and Manchin, the same thing. People go off the, the reservation and the Democrat party tend to be bullied one way or the other. You will either get in line with us or you will go become an independent. Well, sure. Um, uh, you know, uh, what's her name? Uh, wow. Drawing a blank right now. And forgive me, my, my brain doesn't work. Um, what's her name? She was a longtime Democratic. <sighs> Give me a minute. Her name is. Anyway, she's bailed on all that and just said the, the Democratic Party has become ridiculous. Um, oh, Tulsi Gabbard. Yes, Gabbard. Thank you yes. very much, sir. Man with a brain that can make other <laughs> things. Jim, see, Jim's drinking water tonight. It's all the water. Yeah. <laughs> keeps me sharp. Well, <laughs> I, uh, so anyway, Tulsi Gabbard is, uh, you know, I've, I've seen her in different things. I, I watched her on Rogan and, uh, you know, I don't agree with a lot of what she stands for, but man, I, you got to respect someone who believes something and knows why. Free, free thinking. What a concept. Yeah, what a concept. And also what, what on that I note, I hear that. Again, sorry, what, what I see over and over again with, with people like that is, you know, I still dis, I might disagree with them 75% of the time, but if they reach across the aisle and start finding common ground, they tend to slowly move over to my side. And pretty soon we're agreeing on on almost everything. You know, it just it's just a process. But she's on the first step of that, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, back in our parents' day, Democrats were someone you just just someone you disagreed with. No big deal. Well, as as we discussed days. as we discussed last show, uh, agreeing to disagree has become a has gone the way of the dodo. But but oh, enough about the Democrat Party. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait. Oh, hang on. The the producer is nudging us along to another topic. If we want to reach our thirty minutes. 
Yes. <laughs> I just got the thumbs up. Yes. Oh, hang on. That deserves another sip of something. Yes, it does. Water, can right, Jim? Can we split the difference? Sure. Yeah. Well, we're going to split the difference. Uh, well, uh, well, another thing, I was, I, I as we've discussed on previous shows, I, I, I do a little part-time work over to movie theaters. I see movies for free. And yesterday I walked out of, after, I, I'm going to guess it was roughly the same amount of time that it took me to walk out of Doctor Strange uh, across the multiverse or uh, last year. Yeah, that's right. I walked out of Doctor Strange shortly after the uh, the producers being very incredulous with me right now. Uh, the wow, um, that's big words. <laughs> oh, I'm using big words tonight. Apparently, uh, <laughs> credulous. Uh, it's but I walked out of uh, Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, or as as one of of uh, the people on this panel mentioned, uh, Wakanda, uh, Wakanda Forever. Yes. I'm yes. tired of being preached at in these marvel movies mm -hmm. ever since endgame which even has that little bit of preachiness with the girl power before they all went after thanos he got past that because it was just such a fucking awesome scene whooping thanos's ass uh but how many times why can't we just be entertained anymore with these marvel movies hasn't <laughs> disney gotten it through their thick skulls yet that they're losing money. Yeah, I, look, obviously, Black Panther, the it made, what, 180-plus million in its opening weekend. But what do we, I, I'm predicting at least a 60% drop, at least from what we're seeing at the theater, uh, at least my theater. It's it's just the, the law of diminishing returns. And this preachiness, it's like, white man bad. Okay, I'm just going to get up and leave. I didn't even pay for the movie, and I walked out. Yeah, walking yes. out wasn't what you did wrong. Walking in in the first place. <laughs> yeah, there's your first mistake. Well, well I, and I, I, in all honesty, I can't remember if it was Ibrahim X or whichever you know radical black leader said, "White America should not see this movie until we say it's okay." Fool, more fool, yeah. I for not That's heeding his there. advice. I'm not big on asking for permission. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've so. Heard, have you guys seen well, it or any interest in seeing it? I mean, because Marty, you and I saw <laughs> Endgame twice or Infinity War. I mean, it went back yeah, when the yeah. movies were entertaining. Well, and, and you that, talk, ever since you, then, they've they become preachathons. Well, you didn't have to do much talking to, to, to talk me out of this uh, Wakanda. Uh, I wasn't going to see it, <laughs> and now I'm really going to not see it really hard. Uh, it, it's... <laughs> Uh, it, we're ending up in a in a society now where you come up with an idea and if you can get some people to jump on it with you, you can just scream people down until it becomes a thing. And, I, you know, feminism, I, I, I'm not a big fan of modern feminism, but if you look back in history, there was a place for it. Absolutely. Women were treated poorly. They, they couldn't vote. What, what was that about? That That's weird. Um, you know, there, there was a lot of things where the, the women's movement was uh, beneficial to society. There was a good reason for it. And I can just tell you in my own household, my, my wife is a muckety-muck, and the majority of the muckety-mucks above her are women. So the, the glass ceiling is, you know... <laughs> It's it's not there. It's it's well, it, whoa, well, Mark, what are you talking about? Alanis Morissette just 
did decide not to show up at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction because women are just put upon by that institution known as the Hall of Fame. What are you talking about, man? Well, good. Don't come. Count her money to, to show up for it. Yes. And, yeah, and well, she, she picked a, a brief sidebar. She picked a really bad year to say women are not being represented when Carly no Simon, kidding. Pat Benatar, Dolly Parton, Eurythmics, led by Annie Lennox, are all in the Hall of Fame now. Yeah, way to go, yep. a lot. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I just figured it out. She's a Canadian. Oh, just kidding, Canucks. Just kidding. Oh, Love y'all. They're typically nicer than that. But Thank when you, you have this woke feminism, which is rife with entitlement and self-aggrandizing, and, you know, look, men don't need to kneel for you to stand up. That, right. It's just it's not necessary. And for some reason, it seems, I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, we we were beyond the Rubicon on that one. Absolutely, it's. And I don't know, and I I look at what else what I, and uh, someone told me to go see Black 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 uh, Black Adam. Go go see it, and what what a switch when the when when uh, the DC movies are the fun ones now, and the Marvel <laughs> ones are are the the dour ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw Black Adam. It was a lot. It was a ton of fun, actually. I, Is it? I would highly recommend it to anybody. It's everything that Marvel should be, frankly. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. And, and Jim, you, you and I were talking recently about because you're, you're more in, in tune with, with the comic book aspect of things. And just you know, uh, with the now Iron Man, and you'll look at Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, and take it away. With, with where where Iron Man is now, or Iron Woe Man, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I mean, so so I, so I haven't seen Wakanda Forever, obviously, but uh, I you know I've I know enough about it. Uh, the fact that they had to shoehorn Riri Williams in to a movie <laughs> that's and just because obviously there weren't enough African American characters in there, um, so they had they had to shoehorn her in as well. Um, just because it, you know, it's almost the simplistic mindset of oh, well, all the all the black characters have to be together in the movie, and that, that's well, hang, hang on a second. African American Charlize Theron was in it. <laughs> I digress. Go well, ahead. Elon, Sorry, Elon didn't Musk mean to cut you off. Elon Musk was in Iron Man too, so that was <laughs> touche. Oh, um, but what? yeah, I mean, it's, if you you know, the comics have gotten completely segregated at this point. I mean, not only. Are all the comic book Marvel? Um, speaking specifically about Marvel here, although other other companies are doing it as well. Uh, in the Marvel universe, there there are constant stories of of all of the black characters hanging out together, doing things together. Uh, I, I think at one point they had they had Storm and um, Blade, and all these black characters got got together, and they were they were literally fighting gentrification in Harlem. I mean, it was completely just absurd. And not only is that happening in the comics, it's happening with the comics writers. They're they're basically uh, only putting uh, black writers on black characters and gay writers on gay characters and so on and so forth. And they're and they're putting a, and they'll they'll put a gay writer on uh, a straight character, and then six months later that character is bisexual, and then six months later that character is exclusively gay because they, because they're slowly turning the character gay. I mean, it's it's like Alex Jones theory playing out in in real time. Uh, and it's just completely ridiculous. There and they're just this this segregationist mindset that 
I, you know, has, has, hasn't been seen in this country since before I was born, uh, is, is making a huge comeback in this, in this age of woke. And it's, in, it's completely insane. And that's, uh, you know, they're, yeah. they're actually going back around to the things their, their parents and grandparents fought against and doing it themselves. And this, this is the thing that I, I guess cuts to the core so much with me because I was very fortunately raised in a household that was total Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Judge the person by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. And now we are revert. And, and I, I watch this and it, Marty and I are, you know, same age, we're a couple of years separated, but we grew up with whether it was, you know, the, the TV shows, I mean, uh, Welcome back, Cotter, where you had four guys so disparate, you know, the Italian, the black guy, the 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 uh, Puerto Rican Jew, and 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 all that. And it's but they're all friends. They didn't think about color. You just thought about guys who enjoyed hanging out together. Or, you know, and, and I realize this is this is TV, but Hollywood as we've we've talked about and, and Andrew Breitbart so astutely mentioned, you know, politics and society is downstream from culture. And it's not society culture is society uh that's the alcohol talking uh anyway but we were heading in such the right direction with all of this i didn't give two shits about the color of somebody's skin granted i grew up in pretty lily white suburban ohio but black people white white black puerto rican everybody's just a freaking we're we're all in this shit together and now in the 21st century and most certainly during the Obama years, I did, I'm going to call it what it is. The divisiveness came back into things and, and now the segregation and now campuses where you are purposely segregating. And like you said, Jim, in the comic comic books, you're purposely segregating movies. You're purposely segregating. And on, on Broadway right now, I, I heard this yesterday and, and Keith Wan, uh, the, the gentleman who was the, uh, the signer for the Lion King. Uh, for the deaf and uh, hard, hear- hard of hearing. Oh, yeah, this, I heard this. This, this guy got fired from the Lion King because of his skin color. Yeah. Fuck me. I'm <laughs> tired of this divisiveness. You did say you were going to curse a bit in this one. What the fuck is wrong with us as a society where we are? I, I, what, I want what brings us together. Not what tears us apart, and the media and Disney are in are, are just set on dividing us. Yeah, Why? Yeah. It's We're all supposed to be in this thing together. Yep. Not anymore. No, no. I, because there's too many people that have too much to gain by keeping us divided. That's the thing. I mean, for yeah, for most of my life, I mean, that was the goal was to have a have a colorblind society where we all were, were all together on this stuff. And we were so close to getting there. It we were like there. That. We were there. And then, and someone just wanted to slam the door and go backwards. Exactly. Yeah. This is this is throwing the baby out with the bathwater. There was things weren't perfect, and they never will be in any no, society, exactly. any no, empire. You're not going to have it. There will but be anomalies. Absolutely. We have we have we got to the place where we were working on the the ancillary problems, the things that still remained, the things that needed to be adjusted. There's no, there's no one can say that there was zero racism. It's a human construct and it's going to be there, but we were working on it. We were working together on it. Things were changing. When I was a kid, I grew up in 
uh, you know, well, it was a Chicano neighborhood. Yeah. And I wasn't allowed to play with the black kids. And let me tell you why. Because not my mom, my parents, my school, nobody, because it was there was a lot of gangs. And they just told me, like, look, we don't mix. When I moved to the suburbs, things changed. Everybody was mixed together. And it it's remarkable how quickly a human can just change their way of thinking. I realized very quickly, like, nobody cares. This works just fine. What's the problem? It took me two seconds to realize nobody gave a shit. Everybody was happy. Everybody had a home. Everybody was eating, going to school. Nobody had any reason to segregate or scream racism or how <laughs> reparations. There was none of that because everybody lived together and everybody was happy. And it was it was an eye-opener for me at, I don't know, the ripe old age of, I don't know, 12 or something to realize that this doesn't have to be a thing. And we had already gone down this long road of civil rights just to have it ripped away. By the way, Eric? Yes? I have a question. Uh-huh. How did we go from woke to race? And I, and, and for, <laughs> In this podcast. <laughs> well, well, because because that's exactly what Disney wants. They are putting this this racial division within or or, or sexual division or you, you know uh your gender fluidity or whatever they're putting in all of their movies oh. in, tr- in order to try and normalize this divisive behavior yes and 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 and, 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 div- and divisive presentation and it's well let's this, let's it, see it, how it, it hurts me because i i let's see I how this has worked out so um th- this last i don't know we'll just call it the last few years let's say it's probably been more than that, but we'll just go with that. We have had a flood of remakes of movies that have been completely turned around to, you know, it's got to be a different color. It's got to be a different gender, whatever, right? We're going to remake it, but we're going to make it better this time with, you know, Ghostbusters. Um, I, I One of the ones, still there? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I hope you're going the direction me. I go because I've got one that's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. One of the ones that jumped out at me is Charlie's Angels. This mm-hmm. new Charlie, I know it was you know a couple years ago, three years ago, whatever. So they decide we're not going to change the gender, right? Okay, fine. It was women then uh, in the 70s when it was a show. It was women in 2000. Okay, it's 2000, what, 19 or whatever it was? Yeah. Women again, right? But what changed? It was a whole idea that not only are these women strong and able to do a lot of things, but men were idiots. Men were an, an anchor. And how did that work out? Well, let's see. In 2000, Charlie's Angels made $264 million. The terrible, uh, what was it, Charlie's Angels well, the, uh, full well, throttle? Well, yeah, the, yeah, the the Elizabeth Banks uh, woke a thon. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. No, 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 the one in 03. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, full throttle. Uh, the, the full throttle. Yeah, that yeah, one made Lucy Liu and all them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That one made two hundred and fifty nine million. And these are these are movies that didn't shy away from the fact that these women were hot and they were going out and fighting crime and doing shit. 
It was a fun, campy idea, mm-hmm. and everybody had fun with it. Then, now we're in the woke, woke we'll call it the woke era, I woke guess. Era. Exactly. No, that's era. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, how do you think the last one did? So you went from 259 million on a movie that wasn't very good. No, it was campy and kind of dumb and it wasn't made very well to 8.6. Guys, I hate to cut you off, but we, Oh wait, it went away. We had someone who wanted to join the show. Oh, come back. Where, where were you? Try it again. Marisol. What we folks, we had our first caller. Oh, Marisol, thanks for calling. Please, please try again. Hello, well, caller. Mar- until Marisol calls back again, and thank you. Uh, I was thinking Marisol. about that. Marisol, sorry. I'm at, in, in, in doing my, my best Fernando by way of Billy Crystal, American teeth and a Spanish mouth. I cannot do the Marisol. Oh, wait, that, how was that, Marty? That's terrible. Okay, good. Okay. All right, I still can't do it. Marisol Guadalupe Perez. Ah, there we go. She entered the studio. All right. Well, oh, there she is. Entered the line. Okay. Well, Mar- Marisol or Marisol. Mm-hmm. Um, but the movie I was thinking about, Marty, was uh, about last night, which they had to make with an all-black cast. I'm okay with this, though. I don't give a shit. You want to make a movie? What? Fine. What I said, what don't give a shit. What? Oh, wait. This, what? Wait, this, the, the Chicago girl is like, wait a minute, about a uh, David Mamet. You're talking pen play. about my shit. Like, my- the producer's Uh-oh. shit. She didn't. You weren't aware of the they redid about last night. You didn't no. know this. We'll talk later. Oh uh, but I watched the movie. It wasn't bad. But again, are you ever going to get? I mean, it's dialogue from David Mamet, the greatest American playwright of yes. my generation. Ugh. Tom Sobert, the greatest British playwright. Uh, just got to give props across the ocean, across across the pond. Uh, but uh, uh, but about I don't care. Much like with comic books, why retcon something? Why why reinvent it when just make a new character, make a new movie? Yep, yep. Uh, Judge so, it on its own, was, let it stand on its own merit. Right. Yeah. So there yeah. was a movie called Black Panther, and I was zero percent annoyed by it because it wasn't anybody trying. You know, it was a movie. The character was black. I didn't give a single shit. But when you try and shoehorn it in, because I don't know why, well, I, it's almost like, well, we have to do this because women or black people or gays or whoever you're trying to uh, get some sort of social credit for, for defending, somehow you got to shoehorn them in because, well, I guess they can't get in a movie without you. <laughs> it's just, it's ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous. And uh, women are doing fantastic. They are not right. suffering well, and needing. Like you said, Marty, men don't men don't need to kneel and or any thing. As far as I'm concerned, nobody needs to kneel for you to be able to stand up and succeed on your own. We are past so much in this country, and but it's easier to play the victim than to actually yeah. take some personal responsibility and do it on your yeah. own merit. Yeah. Oh, he's hurting me, or she's hurting me, or like that. Fuck gender. I don't give a shit what your gender is. But you know, something occurred to me, and Jim, pronoun or whatever. Jim, I don't know if you noticed this, but the deucer over there, 
the deucer is female and she would be fantastic to weigh in with her uh you know no y chromosome type opinion couldn't agree more absolutely do sir do sir over here we're we're woke see we're we're promoting strong independent women right now <laughs> and what we're the hell is wrong with us podcast. <laughs> Well, see that. So that's the thing is, I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these movies, these remakes are, are um, playing up the fact that they're supposedly empowered and all the, all this for women. But the thing is the empowerment never went away. Like empower, like female empowerment, women have been empowered in movies for decades and decades, longer than I've been alive. And so the empowerment never went anywhere. What changed, and you make a good point with the, the Charlie's Angels. If you look at the, the original, the, the earlier Charlie's Angels, and even the ones back in the seventies, you know those were those were all empowered women. What changed wasn't the empowerment. What changed was that the men got treated like shit now, and and the men yep. are all they're all evil or they're or they're uh, bumbling or you know they're they're targets of ridicule. There's so there's there's nothing positive about the men. So they had they had, they had to knock down the men and and not to, just to bring up the women, but the women were already brought up, you know. So there's nothing nothing changed there. There's nothing there's nothing that's changed about the empowerment. But you look at movies like Wonder Woman, for example, that's about as empowered as you get. But the men are awesome too, and so you yeah, can have both. You can you can have you can have equality there, but these people are scared of equality. They they don't trust it. So they they they're only happy if the men are getting knocked down, which is because that's their their real goal is to promote by knocking down another group. Yes, and it's unnecessary, unnecessary because like Wonder Woman's a great example. Stood shoulder to shoulder with Superman and Batman, uh, and was not a some sort of a side character. A- so a- a- no admittedly, help the, admittedly, the Ben Affleck Batman, but go on. Oh, you leave Benny Boy alone. He may be a douchebag in real life, but I, I like him. I like him. You know what, I liked. You know, I, I I went for the I went for the cheap joke there, but I liked him. <laughs> he was perfect for the Batman that he was portraying. That, <laughs> he was fine. Oh, wait, pr- producer is upset with that comment. Well, <laughs> He's a real douchebag in real life, but pr- producer you know. and I will have a t- comment about that later. Let's talk about that later. <laughs> I'll, I'll say the actor is probably the most comic accurate Batman we've had. Uh, just not, I would say the writing didn't, didn't really do him, do him a whole lot of favors. He, he really yes. wasn't written as Batman. He was written as kind of an Elseworlds Batman that does things Batman would never do. But, uh, but as far as, as far as the actor, the acting and how he was portrayed, I feel like that was, uh, like physically portrayed. I feel like that was a, like a perfect replica of, of the comics, which is, you know, kind of what happens with Zack Snyder is he's, you know, and, and I'm a fan of his, but he has a tendency to give us give us movies that that really visually replicate their source material in a, yeah. in a really interesting or unique way but they, they don't they kind of fall short in the writing as far as the characters go yeah and that's kind of that's kind of been an ongoing issue with him for me well can you please expound on your very intelligent rant uh and can you apply that to batwoman no, no, we can't because it got canceled. That's why we can't. <laughs> oh my lord! So, uh, I, well, just, <laughs> soup. Like, you have Wonder Woman got canceled. They both did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the, it's a different, yeah, a different kind of cancel. 
I mean, what's next? We're going to have a Wonder Woman and Superwoman shoulder to shoulder? What's what, what? What's the point of that? What is? Doesn't make a bit. Captain Marvel was female, correct? Last I mean, there was a, there was a point. Well, not, way not, back not, not the original one. Well, okay, so but in canon, the the powers they moved to a female, well, correct? They moved to absolutely. Well, so I don't have a problem with that. Was there any reason at all she had to be a giant pain in the ass? I, no one cared that she was powerful. I thought that was awesome. All right, she's going to come in and kick some ass. And then she was a complete dick about it. I'm like, what? Why did you do that? What was the point I, of that? I, I'm convinced that's more Brie Larson than Captain Marvel. But Yeah, yeah she's right. un, she's very unlikable, let me tell you. <laughs> she, yeah. I don't even know what it is, but she's unlikable. I, I think it was, she's extremely unlikable. I, I think it was partly Brie Larson that, that was behind that and partly just the people behind the MCU that, you know, after over three phases or almost three phases at that point of of heroes that were mostly male and mostly white, they've been stung by so much criticism from, you know, the, the Twitter mob about, you know, oh, you're, you know, you're enabling white supremacy and you're enabling patriarchy by not having more, you know, more representation. I think they because, you know, that's that's number one. That's Hollywood's honestly biggest mistake they made in the last 20 years is listening to the Twitter mob. But exactly. Yeah. Whole nother rant for a different time. But, uh, <laughs> no, we're here now. Let's go with it now, Jim. <laughs> well, we're, be we're beyond our half hour. Let's have some fun now. <laughs> I'll just say this. Yeah, so there, was a, there was a, there was a there was a study that looked at, at Twitter and how many people actually use it. And I think I think it was less than two percent of the population of the US actually uses Twitter, like on a regular basis. So <clears throat> these are the people that are that you're always hearing about doing going on rants and leading Twitter mobs. And it's a tiny percentage. And yet, you know, you have politicians and you have uh, business leaders and you have studio heads in Hollywood that look at something, some outrage on Twitter and think, oh, that represents, you know, the public or that represents, you know, kids or that, you know, they, they represent their their groups and they don't. They represent a teeny tiny percentage of people, and a lot of them are on meds, honestly. So, <laughs> so, you, so you see, so you get these people that during the first three phases of the MCU were constantly complaining, "Oh, why, you know, why do we have Captain America and Iron Man and Thor and all these white guys? Why, why don't we have more representation?" And, why are there no black know, people on, on, on Friends? On. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on and on and on, and and I think that that really sunk in with. The people behind the MCU, and uh, so they they were so worried about fixing, supposedly quote unquote fixing that, that they uh, totally overcompensated by making people like Captain Marvel <clears throat> super OP. That's overpowered for the for those who don't know the don't know the kids speak, and um, and just completely arrogant because women aren't allowed to have emotions or vulnerabilities anymore apparently, and so and they they. Even though nobody liked it, they decided that was the template they were going to follow from now on. And one other point I'll make is that and this is what pisses me off the most is that people in the MCU waited until Stanley was Stanley's body was in the ground, and then they there it is, dump there on it is, legacy. right there. Yeah. Yep. And they've been taking a dump on his legacy ever since they were able to. Oh. Yeah. Well, if I could give you a super chat right now, I would. I was worth five <laughs> bucks for that statement. Oh, this is, this, this it's the water. Is... It's the water talking. <laughs> yeah, but, but, yes. but by the way, um, just a, 
a little bit of a aside, but the same, uh, you know, same topic. Uh, has anybody watched network TV recently? Or, What's that or really any TV that has that has commercials? Um, no, but what, I, I like where you're going with this as we as well, we we switch. I, but you go where you're I going. Sat, I got a recommendation for our audience of, of okay. five. I sat for I don't know the past I don't know probably six weeks or so. I sit through the commercials. I don't get distracted. I try and pay attention, and I've watched and counted, and it is super super rare to see a white male in a commercial unless he is A, a bumbling idiot, or B, the butt of the joke. Now, that's been going on for years. So what we have, and I understand how it works, Um, the the loudest people, I mean, the gay community, you got to hand it to them. They, I mean, they took over the rainbow. Like, you know, they got it together. They speak loudly. They get their way anyway. So you, you hey, do this with oh, coming. advertisers. Advertisers are gonna, you know, they're gonna follow suit. They're, you know, they don't care that sixty percent of the country is white, so which means you know approximately thirty percent of the country is white male, which leaves you with what is it about six and a half or so percent black men, and. Uh, somewhere around ten percent black or uh, Hispanic men. What, so, what is going on, really? What, like, what? What is? There's a massive disparity in in who's featured in commercials, uh, and it's not to say like why do we have all these black people in commercials, but what? What? Why is the largest? By far, it's not even close. The largest part of the population so underrepresented. If we're trying to sell something, and it's because well, be, of the because pressure, it's pressure. no, it, it, it's because of the narrative that demand uh, diversity, and again, this shouldn't matter. Going it back shouldn't. to what I mentioned earlier, it, it's like we are supposed to be again America, because the narrative has been devised by whether it's the politicians or the media or a combination or a partnership, whatever it is. I don't, I'm going to, I will quote this man upside down, backwards, forwards every day of the week, Charles Payne, the economist, this guy, I don't care. And, and also this is brought up and James Hetfield mentioned this in, in other words. And, uh, in concert, uh, and as did Bruce Dickinson, much love, Iron Maiden, Marty, uh, Bruce Dickinson mentioned this. I don't care about who you vote for. I don't care about who you sleep with. I don't care about what you eat. I don't care about any of these things. I don't care about the things that divide us. I only care about the things that bring us together. But that voice is not represented by the people who hold the media ring of power. They want divisiveness. They want to show that we are not a melting pot. They want to show that we are what they want with the salad bowl where it's just like, it, we're not together. It, it, it's, it's a balkanization that serves no purpose other than to make us not, not get along. I, I couldn't tell the, the producer was saying something back there. I wasn't competitors. competitors. There we go. Uh, it's, oh. Anyway, uh, it's, it's just not homogenous. 
homogenous, uh, uh, the homogenization, what brought us together is, and whether it's, again, it goes, there used to be only three major networks and a PBS channel that you dealt with. Now it's 57, beyond 57 channels and nothing on. It's, and they're all owned by the same people and they all tell you the same thing to think. Yeah. Yes, they do. And uh, there's, there's an agenda. It's clear. Oh, I don't, sure. I don't know. I don't know what the end game is. Um, it, it appears to be let's just keep everybody fighting so we can stay in control. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's a civil old, war. That's what you know, the yeah, left wants. An old military thing, divide and conquer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it works. And it's, it, and it's all really um, pretend land. Um, it's, and none of it really has, not none of it, I don't want to say none of it, that's too much, but it doesn't have a lot of um, reality behind it. Um, yeah. it. When we're talking about this woke kind of feminism type, kind of thing, um, we're, we're talking about women should think this way, and if you don't, then there's something wrong with you, and men should be this way, and if there's something, and if they're not, there's something wrong with you. But th- they're fighting uphill here because men are what men are. We are what we are. We're not. We we, we desire uh, what we desire. There's no. Um, you can't change that by a movie or a political movement. Um, they just. Uh, Don't get there's. There's a there. So the 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 deucer's listening in. Is she attracted to weak men? Is she attracted to men that just lay down and just do what they're told? Maybe at the beginning it's kind of nice to have someone kiss your ass, but eventually you lose respect and you move on. This has happened to me in my life, and I, it, this is not complicated. It, it's it, the same way that. Men want what men want. Women want what women want, no matter what these movies say. And no matter what they say on TV, they're still going after the, the someone who shows strength. You know, I mean, this power, money, looks, balls, these are things that are attractive to women. Yeah, since and, I'm, I've already uh, since I've already quoted Zack Snyder once, I'll quote him one more. Uh, I'll quote the movie Watchmen. There's a quote I love from that. Um, I can change almost anything, but I can't change human nature. Huh? That's yes. the thing. Human nature is really set in stone. We are who we are. Like you say, men men mm-hmm. are who they are, and they and they know what they like, and and ditto for women. And you know that's that this whole social experiment, this whole social justice thing, is is all about trying to running into this wall of human nature and trying to knock it over and say, no, we're going to, we're going to turn men into women and women into men. And I mean, you know, you can brainwash people, but it only works a little bit of the time. I mean, you've got so many people detransitioning right now that I think the entire, at some point, the entire trend, the entire transgender movement is going to come undone. Uh, So there's, there's, you know, so far before there's pushback because human nature really doesn't change. Yes, and that and that's a good point about the transgender thing. There, there, I'm. There's no way we can say transgender isn't a thing. It is, but it's nowhere near as big a thing as it is right now. What it, are you talking it's about? It's all over Twitter. There's obviously people 
that don't feel like they're in the right gender body. That is a real thing. Body dysmorphia, gender dysmorphia, this is a real thing. But the amount of people is a tiny percentage. We know this. Science doesn't, like, make shit up. Science is science. They get some facts, and they go, here they are. And so we know it's a small percentage. And it's not a small percentage right now because it's trendy, because it's... and. I feel for the actual person who has this condition and who's like, man, I I don't know if I agree with all this. This is just how I feel. And again, you you just it's like you're going against what what is reality. You know, like, well, men shouldn't like women that are attractive. Well, whatever you think they should do, there's a thing that they do. And that's it. There's not well, they shouldn't do that. Well, but that's you know. They're going to think what they think. And I, it's almost, it's almost as if we're living. um, It's like, they're trying to make this dystopian sort of fantasy world that can never be, can never be. Eventually people are going to say enough. I don't know when, I hope it's soon because I'm getting tired, but sooner or later, people are going to go enough. Sooner or later, this 60% of people who are being demonized are going to say enough's enough. And this is coming from a, a Hispanic atheist Republican, well, semi-Republican. <laughs> conservative. You're a libertarian. Yeah. I'm a libertarian, but, I, you know, I, the, I, eventually white people, the majority, are going to say, you know, enough beating us over the head. We're not bad people. We're not racist. I, enough. I, and it's going to happen hey. someday. I, I did it yesterday when I walked out of the movie, but uh, we the producer the producer is giving us the wrap it up sign. But I want to I want to you know after all of this, oh, it's been thirty and, minutes already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, splice and splice. Uh, no, but uh, I want to end this thing on on a uh, on on an uptone on on a very because I'm about positivity. Um, all right. I, I was fortunate enough to see a show the other day called Celebrating David Bowie. Uh, featuring Todd Rundgren and Adrian Ballou and a, a slew of other artists on stage. Uh, uh, Angelo Moore from, uh, you'll like this one, Angelo Moore from Fishbone, one of those Cali bands that I, I oh, yeah. grew up a lot oh, yeah. listening to. And uh, Royce and Langdon from Space Hog, who I don't like Space Hog, but this guy brought, everyone on that stage just Maybe brought yes. everything. Amazing. And these were guys paying exactly. tribute to David Another Bowie. Artist. And they were playing another guy's music and just made it, and I don't want to say made it their own, but they, they just, it was such an enjoyment, uh, enjoyment, I'm making up words again, uh, pleasant, if I may quote Paul Westerberg, it was a pleasant experience, uh, pleasant, uh, but it was such a, a great celebration, it lived up to the, the name of, of the of the show so, so perfectly, and... The producer's trying to distract me now. Uh, and this is, I need more alcohol. Some producer, keep, she keep is. Keep your shirt on, um, man. Yeah, keep your shirt on. You will not be able the to shirt, comfortable. The shirt is on. Guaranteed the shirt is on. But right. much to her chagrin. But um, what, I mean, they celebrated, but it's someone else's music and they had such a great time doing it. And it was, the audience felt it. And, you know, like, it was an amazing night. The obvious, you know, uh, the obvious choice for me, and uh, if I could, uh, anybody else, I mean, look, you need your Eddie Van Halen tribute still. We just recently, and Dave Grohl put together not one, but two celebrations of Taylor Hawkins. 
but just what other guy but David Bowie could pull together all the such a disparate collection of people? Sure, sure, yeah. And I mean, Prince is the obvious answer because he just went across all genres himself. But yeah. uh, you know, a Michael Jackson or you know, I, I mean, uh, wh- who to you guys would would you want to see like a, a celebrating fill in the blank? And maybe well, who are some of the artists you would want to see trying to pull it off? Go ahead, bring, bring that experience. Well, you mentioned Michael Jackson. I think that would be my my pick uh, as far oh, as as far as, uh, as far as doing it, as far as doing you know doing a tribute or or something along those lines. Because not only was he just an amazing, gigantic star before he went into his. Uh, his down downward spiral and oh boy what a thing that was to 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 grow up or grow up seeing but um he you know he was absolutely an incredible musician and oh yeah really knew how to how to how to be involved in all all styles of music all different kinds of music and and um just shown very brightly when he was shining and uh so i think he would be uh a, a fascinating subject for something like that mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I talk a lot of shit, but that guy was spectacular. No doubt about it. Marty, who do you go with? Well, uh, you know, it's been it's been Prince for such a long time, and then Eddie died. So yes. It's, it's Eddie Van Halen, and um, uh, some of the cast of characters that I would love to see pay tribute, other than his uh, former bandmates and his son; those are obvious, you know. Of course, that includes and, and, Dave. Uh, to, to, to a quick, a quick sidebar in that Wolfgang brought the shit to those Taylor Hawkins. When he he exercised not only Taylor Hawkins' life, he exercised his father when he was playing Panama and Hot for Teacher. Wolfgang is, I, I was yeah, reminded I'm during. That. The, I was reminded. Hopefully, those are available on YouTube or somewhere. Find oh, yeah. Panama, and so especially Hot for Teacher from the the London show. Fuck, uh, but he did. You just say fuck, but I did, uh, and that and that's fuck with five U's. By the way, fuck. Uh, he. Five, five. The producer was curious how many U's that were in fuck on that one. Maybe six or seven. Yeah, thank you. Marty said it sounded like five. (laughs) But Wolfgang, God, it's like... He's the shit. I mean, Eddie meant so much to so many people. And and, and for... I wish we could make this happen. Yeah, well, it will happen someday. I mean, it will. I mean, I I think... There's too many egos involved, unfortunately. So, and, and what, if you get past sure. it for Taylor Hawkins, get over yourselves, people. It's Eddie fucking Van Halen. Right. All right. So who do who do we throw on that bill besides the obvious ones that I mentioned there? Um, are we are we including I Wolfgang? Think, or, 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 see, Wolfgang to me would be the yeah oh yeah the yeah, yeah. yeah all the former bandmates, including Wolfgang. Yeah. Yes. But. uh you know, guys that really looked up to him and respected him, guys like um, Zach Wild, and you know, and you'd have to throw in some guys that could do his shit too. Well, here you to know, me, and this is my, my favorite guitarist of, of the 21st century, and I'm so glad I got to see him earlier this year, John Five. 
I think would oh, be able to he, definitely he, he'd be your, definitely your man. John Five definitely right on the nose. One of the guys that and he loved Eddie. Yes, loved Eddie. Yeah, so um, I who else could we throw in there? Whew, I mean, Brandon, Jimmy. Eddie just cast such a shadow over everybody. It's yeah. I I I get as many people as you could. I mean, every you could kind of do what Dave Grohl did with his uh, the Sonic Highways series that he did. Yeah. The end up doing just go to every city, and you could find the, the players from there. To, to throw down, whether it's Joe Satriani, if you go to a San Francisco or it's, it's, it's anybody. Eddie yeah. touched everything yeah. and everyone. Yeah. And I, I know you, Mar- Marty, you and I are just huge ed- ediophiles. So it's like, you know, oh. just, yeah. just fucking do it. I mean, the guy's been, it, it's, we, he's been gone for two years now. Can you believe that? That's weird. You know, not many celebrities, uh, deaths affect me because uh, I know they do a lot of people, but for me, they just don't because I don't. I never met them. I never would. I don't know them. They don't know me. But there were a few. There were a few in my life um, that I really felt something uh, personal. Uh, and one of them was Chick Hearn, the voice of the Lakers. Uh, yes. I grew up with that guy. That one hurt. That I didn't expect that one. That was out of nowhere, and that one really affected me. And uh, you know, Eddie is man. It's just that one was almost devastating for me. That was that one was that one was rough. I, I, so I and for, to be honest, you and for, Mark, I'm about to get a little sentimental with my friend Martin Zamora here, Marty. Uh, you were the first person I talked to. Yeah, when that happened. Yeah. yeah. So that was a commiseration that I'll never forget. And the, the, yeah, this that is was like you know, but the, and and this is the thing, and you know, I obviously when when an artist dies, and we we all feel something to varying degrees, but we're, we're never going to not have their music. And and, and Eddie, had, unfortunately, there's no new music since 2012 with with. Uh, the last album that Van Halen did, Different Kind of Truth, which deserves so much more love than the Van Halen fan base gives it. That is just an amazing album that any Van Halen fan and, and any person who loves Eddie should own and cherish. Uh, I'm looking at you, Todd Anderson, but it's uh, but we should always you know, have their music, and that's never going to go away. There's and one that we you. haven't mentioned that has passed. Um, obviously he's dead. Uh, Jim Culver. <laughs> Me? Hello. Yeah, there he is. There he I'm is. Listening to the, I'm listening to, to the greatness of you guys, what you guys are talking about. I, I've thrown to you thrice and you've not responded. <laughs> hey, oh, by the way, folks, um, I'm just, I, I'm going to mention this is the best place to do it. And, and I think this is going to be a, a, as we, we head into the sunset. My producer has gone on to different things right now. Or our not my our producer, uh, in our, our potential producer. What do you think? You, you, you in? I think we've got someone for all over the place, guys, to make us better. Uh, well, I have a question. Right on yeah. air. Let's do a little. Let's do a little adjusting. Okay. Do I got a hot mic? Am I coming in hot? <laughs> you got a hot mic. Yes, you do. Yeah, your level's good. Plenty hot. All right. All right. So let me make sure. Because sometimes I can be a little overwhelming.
can't be it. We all can't. Right? But I want I want right. to announce every, like, uh it's been Jim, me and Jim, uh, Jim and I. I would I'll get the correct English of it. Uh, we have been the team on uh, all over the place for our first twelve episodes. Uh, well, really uh, eleven because Marty was with us for so much of the last episode too. Marty Zamora is going to be joining us as, in the cast of characters here on All Over the Place moving forward. Although, Marty, would you like to uh, tell people what your MO on this one is so as to not overstay your welcome? The comparison you would like to make? The analogy? Did you forget already? We can't have dead air, Marty. Even in virtual air. I was testing you. It's not air, <laughs> sir. It's digitization. Is it? <laughs> I'm going to drop in. I'm going to drop in from time to time, probably more often than, than him, but uh, all in the family when George Jefferson would just drop on in. Hey, whiteies. And that's <laughs> well, probably and more that, often than George Jefferson. But... We, we can only call each other that, okay? You can't call us that. <laughs> I, I, I have a question too, Marty, You as, as the self, uh, self-professed self uh, uh, Hispanic of the group. Uh, was that Whitey with a capital W or a lowercase W? Wow. Well, it was a capital W, but don't forget the H. Tune <laughs> <laughs> me, white people. Oh, yeah. I want to make sure. Don't ever refer to me. shaking her head right now. <laughs> don't refer to me as Hispanic. Uh, Chicano? Did I get it wrong? I don't want anything with the word panic associated with me. Uh, yeah. How about, so anyway. how about Latin X? Is that it? <laughs> Latin X. I identify as North Korean. Oh, you oh, identify as North Korean? We're all good. We're all good. Yeah, Kamala Harris said that we have an alliance, so I'm going with that. Yeah. All right. Oh, shit. Guys, this is not the whiskey or the water talking, but I had so much so much fun. In keeping with the theme, I had so much fucking fun tonight. <laughs> uh, this is all over the place moving forward, folks. This is uh, – we're going to have a good time. Guests will be coming. I've been told that, you know, and uh, Marty, you're going to like this, and, and, and Jim – you're, I mean, I know you're a native California, but you've been in the Ooh. Pacific Northwest for a while. We are hopefully, I'm keeping the fingers right, a former guest that we had on Radio Free Fredonia. I'm working really hard because I'm seeing him in a couple of weeks. Well, about a month, I should say. Uh, Jeff Tate from Queensryche. Working on getting him back into the fold. Nice. Well, that would be excellent. Yeah. So we are going to continue oh. to have guests on the show. We're going to keep having the freestyle. We're just we are all over the place in every way, shape, or wow. form, and I, I'm, I'm looking. This team got stronger. Marty, thank you for being the George Jefferson uh, of <laughs> our of our fold. And uh, honky, <laughs> honk, uh, excuse me, that's honky honky. And I'm going to get a very brief rant here because the producer is glaring at me right now that we have not wrapped this up 15 minutes ago, probably 45 minutes ago. Has um, it been 30? Is it a 30 minute show yet? <laughs> We're gonna be down. Uh, uh, as a Slovak, or actually, uh, I am a OG, I'm an OH. I'm an original honky. Hey, you have two minutes. We have, we have. Uh, she's she's slurring over here. Uh, we have two minutes. Two minutes to finish this fucking show. Fuck Woody. Him. Woody Bush. Uh, I love the name. Uh, I, Woody Bush. <laughs> Woody Bush. Thanks for joining us, brother man or sister. I don't. I want. I don't know your pronoun. Uh, I don't care about your problem. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's, uh, 
but uh, honky derives itself from the Chicago area back in the late 1800s when the black and the Slovak communities, people known as honkies, Eastern Europeans, honkies, became honky. So I'm an OH, I'm an original honky. Thank you, Marty slash George Jefferson. We are hung, we are all together on this show. Why? Because we care about what brings us together, not what tears us apart. Amen to that, fellow honky. <laughs> honky, honky. All right. Jim, oh, I thought we were doing slow clap. Slow, thank you. Uh, Marty and Jim, thanks so much. And our all over the place audience, thank you. And that would be Woody Bush. And Marty, you want to take the pronunciation on the, uh, our, uh, we have Jorge Frimpong. I love that name. And uh, Mary, so I want you to take the pronunciation on that one, Marty, because I, I fucked it up earlier. Marisol Guadalupe Perez. And I don't even speak Spanish. <laughs> All over the place. Episode 113 is in the tank. Hear you next week, folks. Thanks for stopping by.